Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to tonight's episode of Tech Window Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sarianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. Taekwondo is a member of the Believe Sports Network. Do you believe? Tonight's show is presented by Bet Bet BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Tonight's program, we are talking about, it's hard to believe that we are here already at the end of 2021, and it's a fun show to do, but it is a, a little foreboding to know that we're so close to the end of the year. Exciting promise for 2022, but tonight we're talking about the top martial arts films, the top martial arts movies of 2021. And for me, it was a lot of fun. I had an opportunity to, through early studio releases, to take a look at and preview a lot of martial arts movies uh, before they come out. Some of them hit the theaters, some of them, especially during the period of COVID, go straight to uh, video, whether it be a video streaming service or on demand, but I've seen a lot of them. I'm happy to say many of them are, are very good. It is a great time for martial arts movie making. Some of them, not so much, but we'll talk about them. I'd love to hear your feedback on what you think are the best of the uh, year. If there's anything that I missed, I'm certainly glad to um, follow up and check that film out. If there's any that you disagree with, feel free to let us know. Uh, and let us know what if there's anything you hear about for 2022, anything that's of interest to you, um, something that you think that's coming out that you think we should check out and review. I'm happy to do that. Um, this show is presented by Bet Online. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. You go over there, you get your welcome to bonus if you haven't. You're welcome to pause it if you haven't done that. We are really coming down to the end of the season. We're starting to see great separation in football between the leaders. Uh, the potential wild card candidates, um, the the first place candidates, and some of the others. The AFC East, in my opinion, is the hottest group to watch. Buffalo Bills and Patriots fight out for first place. But hockey season's in effect. Basketball, baseball's in a lockout right now, but they're right around the corner. So, uh, and of course, always combat sports. So, with that being said, let's jump into our list. For me, number 10 was a large movie. Um, a lot was talked about. It was a remake. Uh, there's a cult following almost to it. And that's the movie Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is one that was released during the pandemic. I believe it was one that was released, uh, one of the earlier movies that were released, simulcast on HBO Max and in theaters. A very big budget movie, a reboot of the Mortal Kombat series, movie that did very well. And received a lot of uh, popular praise. Louis Tan is great in the movie. The movie has some great visual effects. It They decided to do, I guess because figuring that the age of the Mortal Kombat video game and movie people are a little bit older, to go with a little bit more of a gritty, more adult-like content than the earlier Mortal Kombat films. I wasn't familiar with this series, I guess, because of where I fall age-wise. I went back after this and watched some of the older Mortal Kombat movies. Not really my thing per se, but some good stuff, some some decent fighting. Probably relies a little bit too much on special effects for me to have this one be higher. Number nine, Ip Man Kung Fu Master. Uh, this one is uh, a one that came out of China. 
I believe it was distributed by Walgo. I'm not sure on this one. Walgo is uh, got a lot of the films on this list. We'll talk about that at the end. But uh, this is not one of the Donnie Yen for Ip Man movies. Um, but it is about the same character. This one has a somewhat fictionalized storyline. It does take place for something out of Master Ip's life, which was in his early life before he was a Kung Fu master. Uh, he was also a police officer. And it, it has really some fun fighting scenes. I would compare it to Master Z movie. Uh, the, the person who plays Master Ip bears a striking resemblance to Donnie Yen. Uh, but the film is very good. It's a lot of fun. What it lacks in historical accuracy, it makes up for in action and adventure. Eight, uh, a late contender, one that came out just recently, a simulcast in theaters and on Netflix from an unlikely martial artist, perhaps, um, Holly Berry's Bruised. Really good movie, a little dark, a little depressing, but to some degree, a modern day 21st century Rocky story with Holly in the the lead role, very much like the first Rocky story, financially depressed, down and out, looking to make a comeback, getting hooked up with a better team, looking to transform her life, looking to find love. Um, you know, Holly Berry, very much like we talked about in our Keanu Reeves episode, is somebody who is an actress, but takes training and physical fitness and martial arts training um, seriously. She trained for two years for this film, Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, Grappling, uh, and the film, she directs the film, and the film takes place in a UFC-style league. And it is very, very realistic fighting, very realistic action scenes. And I felt it's very, very commendable movie. So it's one that's definitely worth checking out. I, 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 I have to give it praise for its, its realism and for its well-choreographed fight choreography. The next one is a little bit of a different kind of a film. I saw it on Netflix. I'm not sure if it was a straight to video or I believe it might have been. It's a movie that got kind of bashed critically and by fans on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And that's a movie called Kate uh, with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Woody Harrelson. It takes place in Japan. It's about a female assassin who ends up trying to find her own assassin, the person who poisoned her. It is a, a fun movie. The the backdrop and the setting of Japan, the martial arts, the fighting, the music, the look, all of it in, for me was a lot of fun. Uh, I had very low expectations for it, but I ended up enjoying it. And I ended up going back and actually watching it again, which is one of the reasons why it made the list, because I enjoyed it enough that I said, you know what, I'd like to see that again. Perhaps the fighting and the fight choreography isn't the greatest, but it certainly wasn't the worst. And it was engaging and it was well done. Um, and there's some interesting things there that uh, you've never seen before, which is, you know, there are tons of martial arts movies that have been around since the 60s, really here. And um, to be able to create new imagery is uh, something that I applaud. Number five on our list is a, a movie that is a documentary. And uh, there's no shortage of documentaries in and out of the martial arts space. Many of them have become because of the fact that I guess there's so much uh, lower budget than making an action film. Many of them are boring. Um, they, they seem without purpose. They're, they just, they, they wander. They're just really extended YouTube videos. Uh, More than Miyagi, Kevin Derrick's film is definitely not that. It was a great film. Of course, it's about Pat Morita. Uh, it is 
maybe a little odd in this category because Pat Morita, of course, was not a real martial artist, a true martial artist. Uh, but of course, he played the most iconic or one of the most iconic martial arts movie characters of all time, Mr. Miyagi. And this is, of course, about more than that character, but it's about that character and the role of that character as well. It's uh, well done. It's it's well filmed. The interviews are great. Uh, it's a very heartfelt film. Uh, and then I suggest you check it out more than Miyagi. Number four is a higher budget film. A lot of action. Had the opportunity to screen this on the big screen. Um, really enjoyed it. A lot of fun. Um, very, very good kick-ass martial arts in this one. And fight and visual cinematography. And that's The Protégé, which starred uh, Maggie Q, Samuel L. Jackson, and Michael Keaton. Uh, it was directed by our friend Martin Campbell, who was director of um, films such as Casino Royale. We had an opportunity to talk to Martin, and that episode is available on our YouTube channel. He's a terrific uh, action director. Uh, very, again, a guy who likes to create unusual and new and exciting visual imagery. The movie has a good sense of humor. Uh, it's got good action scenes. It's got a good romantic interplay. Uh, one of my favorite things about the movie, of course, Maggie Q is a great character, is um, Michael Keaton. The re, you know, Michael Keaton has reinvented himself so many times over his career. It's pretty impressive. But he plays a gritty, kind of a sexy, older, you know, enforcer in this movie and uh, definitely worth seeing. So the protege. Number three is the surprise uh, hit. I think this film had the greatest risk to go either way. Could have been really, really ridiculous or terrific, and it, it actually went the latter, and that's Bob Odenkirk's Nobody. Uh, I referred in my review to this, if you check that out, uh, Nobody is every man's John Wick, and that's what Odenkirk is in this. Um, he's a unlikely uh, martial arts movie star, but that's really what he is, and he's another guy who trained for several years for this film. He trained with the, the good folks at, over at 8711, that's the Chad Stahowski uh, stunt team. Uh, those are the people that brought you John Wick. Those are the people that worked with Holly Berry on the John Wick films and in a sense got her ready for the movie Bruised. Nobody has comedy. It's well filmed. It has great realistic type um, fighting in some sense. Um, you don't see Odenkirk uh, involved in action that isn't appropriate for his age and his demeanor. Uh, it's gritty, it's good, and, and I enjoyed it. And nobody really has it all. Uh, the, the acting is good. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The visuals are great. Uh, I saw it in the theater and, and on, at home, and it, it holds up equally in, in both places. Terrific, uh, fun movie. Number two is really a terrific movie distributed by Welgo out of China. Donnie Yen's Raging Fire. It is Benny Chan's last uh, movie. He passed away, sadly, of cancer. After that, uh, he was sick, I believe, when he made it, but it is visually a great movie. It is a, sort of an homage to kung fu action films. Uh, it has got great visuals, a great story, a great script, and the acting is phenomenal. But there's no question Donnie Yen is, if not the top, one of the top martial arts movie and action stars in the world. Uh, he's great in this. 
um, over and above his fighting and the fight choreography in this, his acting is terrific. But playing uh, second string to him to some degree is his co-star in this, Nicholas uh, Tse or Tsao. It's T-S-E. I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but really it gives a phenomenal performance and a phenomenally compelling performance and great fight choreography. If we do a film on, or we do a program on the best fight scenes, um, the fight scene, the final fight between Donnie Yen and Nicholas Say are is up there as probably one or two as well in the year. So this is a great one to check out. It is subtitled. I think uh, Ip Man Kung Fu Master is as well. Uh, the rest of them on the program may not be, uh, but a really great movie. Number one is the unlikely, to some degree, because of the size of the movie, um, the fact that it doesn't star necessarily anyone um, who is, except for maybe Master Ken, who's that recognizable, um, but a really a terrific movie. Not only one of the best martial arts movies of 2021, one of the best movies of 2021, and one of the best movies of probably of the decade, The Paper Tigers. This movie is uh, the karate kid of the 21st century to some degree, um, a small movie that really um, makes you root for its characters. It has heart, action, humor. Um, for me, particularly an aging martial artist, um, it really uh, hit home about trying to um, get back to the things that you really loved and um, interested you in the martial arts, um, the relationship between student and master, um, the friendships that you develop in the martial arts. Um, the movie just seems to, uh, it's well scripted, it's well directed. It seems to touch all the right buttons and press all the right buttons um, to see over and over again. This one was uh, really widely well-received. It's received critical acclaim. It's received audience applause. Uh, if you had to check one movie out on this list the, and you haven't seen The Paper Tigers is really a great movie to see. I suggest, I think it's on Netflix still. Um, so if you have Netflix, check it out, but definitely one uh, to see and see again. So that's our list. There are a couple of other movies I did want to mention. We did review over the course of the year. One of course is Hell Hath No Fury, the Jesse V. Johnson film starring Daniel Bernhardt. Uh, Louis Mandalore and the amazing Nina Bergman. That is a group of martial artists, but it's not a martial arts film. It's a World War II uh, noir film. A wonderful, wonderful film. Well-made, well-scripted, engaging. It is an action film, but it's an action drama, not a martial arts film. But certainly, I'm, it has an honorable mention on the list because of its um, cast and creation. Number two is Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. Generally, um, while I do watch the films, I have children and I do like Marvel films. Uh, this one has particular notice because of the fact that it is probably got the best martial arts fight choreography of any of the martial arts um, Marvel movies. Um, there are some scenes, particularly early in the movie, that are really particularly good in, in the martial arts uh, fight choreography area. I believe that uh, Andy Cheng worked on this from the Jackie Chan stunt team. And uh, it's evident it shows. And 
It was really uh, refreshing to see uh, an Asian cast in a martial arts film and a very good fight choreography that is worthy of, you know, non-comic book films. So it's definitely one to check out. The final one is not a martial arts film at all, but a film that involves North and South Korea, the home place of uh, birthplace of Taekwondo and distributed by Welgo USA. And that is Escape from Mogadishu. Escape from Mogadishu has the same premise, same um, setting as uh, Ridley Scott's Black Hawk Down. It takes place in Mogadishu in the fall of, of uh, that's the capital of the country um, in the, the fall in the 90s. During the time, uh, North and South Korea were vying for UN approval. They were enemies, obviously, as, as countries, but political enemies in Africa vying for African support for North Korea's uh, entry into the UN, of course, South Korea opposing it. And during this crisis, you see the diplomats of these two countries, formerly one Korea, now enemies, now paranoid, now very different people having to work together to save their lives and escape the country. It is a phenomenal film that reminded me of an Oscar-winning film, Argo, which took place in, after the fall of Iran, um, but definitely one of the great movies to see for 2021 and not again in the martial arts, although there is a martial arts fight scene in it um, because two, two of the Korean ambassadors end up in a fight. And of course, they're from Korea, so they engage in Taekwondo. But one of the great films to see, Escape from Mogadishu. For 2021, I think that well done, Well Go USA really established itself as being one of the um, premier distributors of international properties, um, martial arts properties, whether they come out of Japan or China or Korea or even the US for that matter, uh, with Hell Hath No Fury, they are really, really someone to follow in terms of martial arts films. Some of these were from bigger movie houses. Some smaller, like more than Miyagi. The one that I skipped over, I believe, was number seven. I apologize. Castle Falls. Castle Falls came out of Shot Factory. That is the latest entry. Uh, and I apologize, I'm doing this out of order. But uh, that movie was the last one released that made our list. In fact, I had my list done, saw Castle Falls, and it bumped another movie uh, from the list, which was Hydra, which was a Japanese film. Castle Falls, it stars Dolph Lundgren and Scott Atkins. You know, we have a great uh, relationship and had great conversation with Scott Atkins over the years. Um, Dolph Lundgren directed this film. He produced it with Scott Atkins and he stars in it. It is another small film. It basically takes place on one set, which is a um, in Alabama and Birmingham, a hospital that's going to be demolished. And it's about a quest uh, for two desperate men some mobsters quest for $3 million hidden in the hospital. Um, their adversarial relationship, their alliance to stay alive. Um, it's very good. The fighting is good. The action is good. The directing is excellent. Lundgren really has the ability to establish himself as a great action director, martial arts movie director, and director in general, because there's some drama in this of a pretty high level. So Castle Falls coming to you from Shout Factory, Shout Studios, 
was our number seven pick and the latest release on this entire list. So again, we'd love to hear from you. This episode has been presented to you by Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I look forward to seeing you in the movies and on the Dojang on the mats in 2022. This is Mark Sriannis for Taekwondo Life Magazine signing off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.